Opie and Jim. Did, did you hear about this? What? Did you hear about it with your stupid radio that you no, finally got hooked up in your car? I gotta tell you, I really only listen to Howard Stern on that thing. I don't even. I could really just get rid of all the other channels. Are you they, gotta flip over to Opie and Jim. I every once in a while I will listen to them, but like uh, Howard on on Howard 100, they've had Madonna, Gwyneth Paltrow, Ben Stiller. Oh, yeah, that's wow. all, all your favorites, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I like the Ben Stiller and the Madonna interview. I thought that was interesting. I uh, I listen to uh, Opie and Jim for a little bit every day. It was the Opie and Anthony show for what 16 years? I think they were together. Yeah, oh, maybe even more, I think. <coughs> oh, Galvin. Carmen, why didn't you tell me not to drink that coffee? I'd have I more phlegm. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some lemon water, goddammit. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You. Wow, they've been together for uh, 19 years, 19. since March of 1995 until June of 2014. So Opie and Anthony were together. Opie was on the radio in Long Island. I believe he started up in, in college first. And uh, they've been on this show a bunch of times. We were on their show. Uh, I, I like Jim Norton. Opie is the one that I was always friendlier with out of the two, but I wouldn't say that I'm friends with either one of them. Right. I'm more friends with Eric, their producer, and uh, Sam, their other producer, and Jim more than I am Opie or Anthony. And when I go there, uh, and I've, I've been on the show, I don't even really talk to Anthony. Uh, he just seems like a very like a standoffish kind of guy. And I know he's a germaphobe, and I just respect people, so I just stay away. And Opie would be the one that I know a little bit better. So they broke up uh, when uh, Anthony got fired. But the rumor had been going around for years that they hated each other. And uh, th that happens in radio. You work together with somebody for a long time, and you guys grow apart, but you're married in your relationship well, at work. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Anthony got fired for some stuff that he put on uh, Twitter. He had a, right. a woman. Uh, he was taking pictures in Times Square, and some woman thought he was taking pictures of uh, her, and she physically assaulted him. And he went after her on Twitter as it was happening. Well, like right after it happened, and he was um, uh, seen by son to be a little bit racist. Yeah, I believe the uh, calling her a savage was the big thing that put it over for people. Which okay, yeah. I mean, I I don't really know. I don't remember what the rest of the, the thing said, but it seemed it seemed to me like it may have been a bunch of other stuff and this was the excuse that they used to fire him. Yeah. Did he did he reference like racial stuff and call her savage? Because if I saw two white dudes fighting, I'd go look at those savages savage, over yeah. there. I wouldn't think it's a it race It was thing. a little bit more and he did point out that she was black and he has a reputation for being on the on the line. And I like Anthony. I mean, I, I've been on his show, his podcast show since then. Right. Um, and uh, so... What happened was, the, the first time I ever heard anybody talk about their breakup was they had Larry King in the studio. And Larry King, the old codger that he is, tried to turn the tables on them and was like, well, let me ask you a couple questions. And he went right into the Anthony stuff. And he said, have you had Anthony on the show since? And Opie said, no. And he said, have you gone on his show? He goes, no. He goes, why? And Opie kind of opened up a little. He said, well, we really didn't have that good of a relationship. And for the last couple of years we worked together, we really didn't talk to each other. We weren't friends. And, uh, you know, it was difficult, but we had a good thing going with the show and we made it work. So, uh, and the, every, that was kind of known. Everybody in the industry kind of knew that. The comics that go on their show all the time that come in here, we talk about that stuff off the air. If you listen to Cowhead TV, you might have heard some of those conversations before. So, um, uh, recently, I want to say it was last week, yeah, it was right before Easter, uh, Anthony and Opie started going at each other on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I think Anthony instigated it. And Opie uh, fired back and said, listen, are you going to turn this into a bit or do you want to go meet for a beer somewhere and talk this stuff out? Which seems pretty pretty genuine. And then Anthony uh, continued. And the last thing I saw from Opie where he was like, you're the 
You're a piece of human garbage. You still are human garbage. Might want to look into what really is eating you. I'm not the problem in the end. Right. So uh, what was my the day that I was sick that I left here? Was uh, Tuesday? Yeah. Because yeah, I was off on Wednesday. So they were off on Monday for the Easter break. Uh-huh. So they came back on. Their first day live was Tuesday. And, and even if you've never heard this show before, this is interesting just to, in the, from the relationship standpoint. The minute I got in the car, I turned it on, and the replay was starting over. So I heard their first break. And I couldn't figure out what was going on because it was just Opie talking. And he was talking slow. And he was drinking coffee while he was talking. And he was addressing the Anthony situation. He talked for almost an hour. Wow. About Yeah. Slow and methodical and hammering it out and talking about it. You could tell he was definitely hurt by what went on. And I drove all the way from St. Petersburg to uh, Zephyr Hills to go to the doctor, and they were still talking about it. And it got to the point where, where for a while, I couldn't tell if anybody was in the studio with Obi because nobody else was talking. They either all hung him out to dry or they all just let him get his piece out. And then finally I heard Jim chime in, and Jim countered some of the things that Opie said. Opie said something, and Jim was like, well, you, you did do it a little bit this way or whatever, and, did it that way. and it got into a further discussion. And then it got to the point where Opie broke down and was crying on oh, the air. Wow. Yeah, and really? the reason why that's such a big deal is because Opie may be one of the most abrasive guys in the radio business. And I, I didn't, I mean, I would tell you right now, I wasn't like, pussy. I, I, I realized how emotional you have to be to be somebody of his, um, you know, as aggressive as he is. And how much that must really bother him for that whole thing to break down on the air. It was it was really powerful uh, radio. And I'm sure um, you guys will be doing the same thing here in the next couple of years. Yeah, for sure. No, but it was uh, it was very interesting. Will you die? And I die. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the the best is when it was over after like an hour and a half. Hope he goes. Okay, great. So now how do we do a goddamn show now? <laughs> yeah. And they had to carry on with the show, and, and Mike Rowe is there, and they were bringing him in the studio. Oh, so boy. that ended up being pretty good. But what, did they? So did Opie ever discuss what the the start of the, the yeah, falling so, out was? So Opie Opie worked in Long Island, and Anthony was an air conditioning guy, from what I understand, and he would write bits and parodies and stuff, and he and Anthony's very funny, and he would come and sit in with Opie, and then they realized they had something going there. And they uh, carried that on into the Opie and Anthony show. And Anthony had never been in radio, and, and he had already done it, uh, you know, in college and in Long Island. So uh, they were saying, uh, Opie was like, I never wanted to be the boss of this channel. And Jim said, well, you kind of were. You, you are the boss. And he's like, yeah, but that's because I am the one that had the radio experience. Right. I am the one that knew about this business. So when it came to that kind of stuff... That was what was my specialty. That's what my area was. And I guess there was a time where they started to drift apart. And um, Anthony was dating a girl, Opie said, and he used to bring her to work every day. And she'd sit in the studio with them. Oh, <laughs> and it would be because Opie, Anthony didn't want to talk to Opie. And he'd bring her in there, I guess, for, I don't know, like support or whatever. And, and he felt like they couldn't communicate. And Opie would lash out at her. And make fun of her, and and uh, it would made it very obvious I didn't want her there, and I, and Anthony resented that. And Jim typed in again. Uh, he said, you know, that it's very degrading to make fun of somebody's girlfriend like that. And I guess that was one of the big issues. But that was in 1999. He said, wow. and, and he wow. said since then he had made up with he had apologized to Anthony for it and apologized to the girl for it. 
And, but then over the years, things just got worse, and they never communicated. And one time, they weren't talking, and they had, a, they had had an argument about something they weren't talking, and Anthony text to Opie, the pussy has his head down and won't even look at me. He sent it to the wrong person. Oh, But the nice. most uncomfortable part of listening to the whole thing was, he said, and Ann sends me this text, and it says, the pussy has his head down and won't even look up. And he goes, and to this day, I'm still convinced that he was sending it to you, Jim. And Jim was like, oh, oh, wow. which means that they were probably having a text conversation about Opie, oh, which yeah. makes it even worse Oof. because Jim's still there and still in the room. Yeah, so now what's going to happen? Is it going to be just Opie? <clears throat> I don't know, but it was it was real uncomfortable and it was real powerful radio. And uh, I think they both know that if they sat down and did the show together and worked it out, it would probably be the best thing ever. Yeah, Right, but, right. But when you get to that point, neither one wants to be the one to... Apologize. Apologize. You ever have to work with people that you hate? Oh, yeah. For a long time, buddy. Look around the room. (laughs) It's so uncomfortable. Like, every time... I know from personal experience, leaving the studio and thinking... And even here, I now think it because I, I was beaten into me for five years in Cleveland... Every time I walk out of the studio, I go, I wonder what they're plotting behind my back. You and know that what? makes you such an un- that's such an uncomfortable way to Can live. I tell you something? Can I tell you something, uh, Rob? Which is so funny is that you say that is because I think about you. Um, we get along very well on the air. We get along very well off the air, but yet you still are very shy. And it's very obvious to me that that's why you don't know who you can trust in this business Yo, because, you, because you've been so mistreated, yeah. which is the same way I was in the beginning of my radio career. You would give your heart and soul to somebody to help them and they would stab you in the back the first second that they get and that's a horrible way to do business to hang somebody's job over their head and threaten them with it every day is a horrible way to live your life and when you're young and you want to be in this business and you know that you'll get fired and some kid will take your job for half the pay because so many people are trying to get this job that is a horrible way to live and I hope to God that uh, there has never been anybody that worked for me that felt that way because I made it my point when I left and did my own show to never make anybody that worked for me feel that way. If I don't like you and I got a problem, I'll come right out there and tell you you're effing this up, change it, or you know, or that's it. Then you got to do what you got to do. But I will never make you fear for your job. If I think I've done this with you before because I know what a paranoid baby you are, <laughs> uh, where we had a fight on a Friday, yeah. and I'd have to call you Friday night because I didn't want to ruin your weekend. You did. You have done that before. Because I, because I, I know... You can't go out. Uh, back then, Pete and I lived together, and Pete and I had pagers uh, at the time. And goddamn, if those pagers went off at any time during the day, you just know your yeah. day is ruined. Yeah. No matter what you've done, as soon as that pager went off, there's some sort of Kelly problem. Kelly and I talk about it all the time because when we first started dating was kind of when I had like that downhill spiral. You know, Dinah had just left, and I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. It's yeah. still going on. That's uh, rude. So slower. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there were times where I would talk to her, and she would just like... She was a huge emotional support for me when I wasn't able to talk to you about things like when AWOL Nation happened and stuff like that. Right. And, you know, and it was it was a very weird feeling when you go when you go through your weekend and you're hanging out with your friends and everyone's having fun and you're just like, yeah. On Monday, what is it going to be like on Monday when I have to see this? That's person? why, though, even though with the AWOL Nation thing, I have to make it very clear that there's a difference between something that happens off the air, right. and something that happens on the air. Like I never want anybody to think that because. Something that had nothing to do with work. You and I had a, an argument about something else. We had a different uh, a disagreement. That's not going to affect your job. Right. I don't want anybody to feel like I might get fired now because I didn't like his car. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, something yeah. like that. That's the worst way to live your life. I know. What are you laughing at? You better like my car. <laughs> I was going to say, which one of you 
which one? The mm. Porsche, the Hummer, oh, the Mercedes. Yeah, make it worse. <laughs> make, him, make him Twitter now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the worst, though, because there were moments where, like, uh, I remember one time I tweeted, or not even tweeted, put on Instagram, I was listening to Howard's birthday show, and I go, it's amazing that in 2014... I was there, I, you know. I know. I don't think I've pointed that out. Yes. <laughs> uh, I said, in 2014, it's amazing that a man can still get people to gather around the radios on a Friday night and sit and listen to something, right. and not even watch it, just listen. And I got I got texts from my boss. I got texts from the company. You have to take that down. Why don't you go work for Howard if he's the best? And I go, I'm just saying that I like somebody, and that... Having that happen to you on a Friday night, that yeah. ruins Friday night. Then Saturday, it's all you can think about. Then Sunday, you're dreading going back to work. And sleep, then Monday, yeah. Monday, you just get torn into it, but they never tell you, they never bring up that specific reason. Right. It's everything else that you've ever done. They just keep bringing that up. And it was the worst. That was like, that's why I hated working in Cleveland so much was that fear of when when's it going to come? When am I finally going to lose my job? And, oh, then, yeah. and then at that point, it almost became a relief. Like if I did get fired, that's probably the best thing because at least I'll have my mental sanity. Yeah. Oh, mine was the worst. I, I worked for such a control freak that it would be, I'd be at work. I'd get back in the day when I was a producer, I'd get to work at, you know, uh, five o'clock in the morning and then I would leave two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And then I'd, I, I mean, literally I would stay there every day to like three o'clock in the afternoon and then I'd go home and I'd take a nap. And if my beeper went off and I didn't hear it, I was sleeping. And I'd finally call back and go, oh, hey, sorry, I was sleeping. Oh, you're so lazy. All you do is sleep. And I'm like, oh, really? Because I it just worked yeah. 10 hours. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't want anybody working for me that has to live that sort of life. It's not worth it. And it never, it never benefits you in the long run. If you think about um, all the people that have worked on this show that have left of their own will, Dinah's the only one. Right. And and Dinah had to leave because this company would not pay her what she was worth, and and she went and took a bigger, better job. She made a, 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 a practical decision for a young girl in radio, but nobody else ever was like, I hate it here, I'm leaving. Right. Ever. Even Dinah. I didn't hate it here, it just was time for her to go. Yeah. You know, she can move on and do better things. That's the one thing you said to me when I came here. You were like, look, I don't care how many hours you put in, as long as you get the job done. Like, there's days where... I can walk out of here at 10.01 because I have something to do with my kid, and I'll be able to work from home and get that stuff done. Whereas before, I would do the same thing. I'd be at the station first thing in the morning, last one there, and then I'd hear about how I wasn't working yeah. hard. And i go, how? I'm here longer than anybody else. That doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. The, the best is the other day I came in like a half hour earlier than I normally do, and Spanish wasn't here yet, and I was like, oh, boy, we got him. He's not here. He's going to be late. Nah, 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 nah. And he walked in, and he was like, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, pretty good. How are you doing? Uh-huh. He's like, all right. He's all excited. And I go, we're a little late today. And he was like, ah, uh, I mean, maybe a little. But I was like, uh-huh, I'm like, got all your work done? And he's like, yeah, I got it all. I was like, oh, well, you're yeah. no fun. <laughs> so I said, you're right. That's what I said. I said to you, I don't care yeah. if you get here at four minutes to six. As long as everything's done, yeah. I don't care. The banner, I'm convinced that this is my job security, is that banner. As long as I hang this banner up, I won't get fired. I, uh, I have to tell you, I wish there was a way... That we could just roll it up yeah. and roll it down. Wouldn't that be a lot easier? There is a way. But I don't, you know, the last time I talked to the engineers, they were upset that I uh, had used these uh, these Oops. awesome carabiners. That, I mean, it looks great. You know, it looks like real raw radio up there. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I actually, I actually would prefer not to have to roll it down because, like I said, like, that's my, uh, that's why my not job just, security. Well, has there been a conversation as to why the banner has to come down every day? No, I, I, that's an ego thing for me is that I want to take it down because it, I don't feel like the other shows should have to stare at my logo all day. There's nobody here that's 
uh, you know, better or worse than this show. Yeah, so really, why? the only person that would honestly that does a show here is Drew, and then the other show actually talks all about your show. So if yeah. there's a banner there and Drew doesn't care, I don't but see that. No, but a, it's simple. It's like the map thing where it just rolls up. Shh. Drew is the kind of guy where he'll go. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I'm I'm fine with it. But inside, he'll secretly resent me yeah, in his heart. He'll accidentally <laughs> send you a test, a text that says, pussy leaves his pants. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. Francesca, you're on the mic, Cal, to show hello. Hi, good morning, Michael. Hi. You're feeling a little bit better there today. A little bit, pumpkin, a little bit. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, I just wanted to talk about this big elephant, about his brother. He's a competitive bodybuilder. Yeah. Yeah, um, where's the show going to be? Oh, jeez, okay. There you go. <laughs> we'll see you out there, Francesca. You're good. It's counting up. Where is it? Uh, see the blinking light? Yeah. Uh, to the left. Oh, yeah. All right. Gotta find the delay and make sure. Mm -hmm. Potty mouth. Uh, Matt, go ahead. You're on the mic, Cal, the show. Uh, hey, I was just going to... Hey, by the way, love the show. Thank I you. I you guys every morning. Thank you, brother. And on the way to work. Yeah, glad you're feeling better. Um, I was just want to tell you, I totally understand that feeling, that Monday dread. Uh, the worst would be when you go into a job and you don't even get the text or the page, but you just get there and you open your uh, your Outlook or your uh, emails, and there it is, just a pile of emails uh. of of just, you know, this stuff that you almost wish you had. Well, maybe not because your your weekend's not ruined, but it's still still it's to have the deal with it. It sets the it sets a tone for the uh, for the whole horrible right. week. Thank if you. your alarm goes off and you're mad, you hate yeah, your job. That's the truth. <laughs> I never I never thought you could hate radio, and, like because it was always fun for me, and then it became not fun. It's finally getting back to being fun again. But when it was at its worst, all I could think about was how great it was when I used to deliver pizzas. And I had no worries at all in the world except getting that pizza to somebody's house in under 30 minutes or less. Yeah. That was the only worry in my life. I never got threatened to get fired. I never had people hold things over my head. It was so much better. And then I realized that was just that job. Every other radio job is fun. That's why people do this job for the pennies that they get paid. It's because it's a fun job to do. Shannon Burke texted me and said that uh, he was told who he could and could not follow on Twitter every day by one of his bosses. Oh, I was told the same thing too, man. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I was told I was told a lot of things cuz there was a guy on the afternoon show that had a falling out with our morning show and then eventually got fired. We were told we weren't even allowed to talk to that person. How can you tell an adult not to speak yeah. to another adult? That's not it's just not like No, that. here's I mean, the it, thing it, though. There's a lot of adults out there that listen to other adults that tell them what to do, yeah. and they listen to them, and that is the saddest life I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> how do you, okay, boss, like, come on, yeah, dude. Yeah. You're a I grown man. Yeah, you gotta, you're you responsible for your own decisions yeah. there. I think my favorite boss on the radio, or in general, would have to be Howard. He tears into Gary, but then you can really tell that he loves Gary, Baba Booey, Delabate with right. all his heart. And he'll go out on a limb and say, Gary, I make fun of you all the time, but there's times where he'll be like, Gary, I love you. You know that. Yeah, but that's the thing. If you know what happens on air and what happens off the air are two different things. If, if you know, how many times I beat up on Spanish here, but Spanish is one of the most reliable people that's ever worked for me. It's so And he knows, and I believe that. It's so funny because Spanish, right before all this yeah. was in the commercial, he said, whenever we were leaving Ferg's, I said bye to him. I saw him and I said, Spanish. And he turned and I said, I'll see you later. 
And uh, the people that he was with, they go, did Galvin just say bye to you? And he was like, yeah. Uh I I thought he hates you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. It he really does. is crazy. But it's hilarious because like, people on Twitter will be like, Gallon's a little hard on Spanish. Like, yeah. He most really dislikes Spanish. And I do. I yeah. genuinely <laughs> dislike Spanish. Four hours a day. <laughs> so much. Four hours a day. We so hate your guts, Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's all good. Uh, uh, one time, uh, you want to talk about the most ridiculous time you ever got fired? <laughs> I worked with a guy who um, had a weight problem, and he decided to go on Nutrisystem. And I said that uh, he wanted me to do it with him. Since we drove to work together every day, I was kind of like the do boy at the time. Uh huh. And he wanted me to go with him. So uh, every day, my job was to grab Nutrisystem meals and put them in his bag so that when we got to work at night, we'd have Nutrisystem meals. Well, I picked them out. He didn't care. I did. I did not want to eat spaghetti in a box from Nutrisystem. And because I said I didn't like that one, I got fired. Wow. (laughs) What's what you think? (laughs) <laughs> and I ended up getting, I was like, okay, man, that was it. I mean, I, I of course, I got hired, rehired a day yeah. later, but I got fired then. I got sent home because I didn't want to eat, eat Nutrisystem spaghetti. <laughs> like, that doesn't even make sense to me. It doesn't make if sense. If I brought you a pizza and you were like, ah, thank you, but I really don't want to eat this pizza, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's it. It's I don't easy. care. We've, I think for most of us, we've all worked our adult lives in radio. Is it like that other places? Do bosses treat their employees like that elsewhere? Or is it just radio is people are such uh, so into themselves that they have this inflated ego where they think they can treat people that way? I don't know. I mean, I heard that MJ was like that to work for, too. I never worked for MJ. I just worked with him in the building. And he was in his heyday. He was a real dick to me. And I think he's he might you know he's probably changed over the years. I don't know though. I can't speak for him. But I, the people that worked for him hated him. They really did. Wow. I got into radio. But I know the people that worked for Orlando love them. Yeah. I got into radio late. I didn't start doing radio until I was twenty eight years old. And oh, wow. yeah. And so whenever I first started working in radio, people were like, "Galvin's doing such a good job. Like he's really good at this." And then I just realized. All the other people were terrible yeah. and wouldn't show up on time. And it was always like, it was like, Calvin can feed himself. It's amazing. You know, he comes in every day. He takes a shower. He's here with, well, his shoes are on the right feet. It's the, unbelievable. The best is when we did afternoons. Our show didn't start till three. Most of the time I got here at two. Yeah. And um, there were days, though, that we'd have an interview or something to do. And I'd come here at like 10 o'clock in the morning. You come here, you do whatever you have to do, you go to lunch, you hang out for a little while, and you do the show. I, no matter how many days in a row, I came in at 10 o'clock, people every day, Yeah. what are you doing here so early? I don't know, making a lot more money than you are because I'm here eight hours before my show starts. <laughs> no kidding. I, I'm working hard. Yeah. Try it, and then you'd have less to complain yeah. about. Like, I can't believe that that's, like, a surprise to anybody. It is, though, because I remember there were a couple times where I would, like, when I first started working here, and even with clients of the radio station where I would see them, and if you ever came out to one of my remotes that it was in in the morning time, you would leave and everyone would be like, what is he doing up? That's incredible that he gets up. And I was like, you know he has a kid, right? Like, what do you <laughs> yeah. think? Yeah. It was just, it blew my mind that people think that just because you work in radio, you're here for four hours and then everybody goes home and parties the rest of the day. I know. I know. That's the best. My wife still thinks that. I yeah. Think. Yeah. My mom <laughs> still sure thinks that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure my parents think that too. That it's just one big party and eventually yeah. I'm going to get a real job. My wife has said that to me before. She goes, whoa, four hours. I go, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> yeah. My son's mom used to, when we were together, she used to give me crap because she'd be like, oh, you have to go to a bar event. That's work. Oh, that's tough. And I go, 
go, yeah, but you know, I'm very antisocial. So for me to go out of my element and go talk to people out in public, that's very difficult for me to do. It is tough. <clears throat> Even if it was easy for you to do, it's still a work requirement. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't understand that in the early stages of my marriage used to be an issue all the time. Because my wife would be alone. I'd leave and have to leave her alone. She didn't want to come hang out at the Dallas Bull with yeah. me, you know? And I'd go, I, listen, I understand, but don't you like that pool that we just put in? What do you think's paying for that? What is this guy's name? What? Uh, line two. Thomas. Thomas. She spelled it wrong. <laughs> she, there's oh, nothing famous. right about that. <laughs> that's I thought famous. it was Thanos that was calling famous. us. Thomas, you're on the mic, Cal, the show alone. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, Wait, sir. how did you spell my name? T-H-A-M-O-S. <laughs> I'm a fast typer. You're a slow learner. Yeah, that's what it is. In medicine, man has allergies. What's up, Thamos? Uh, not much, man. Hey, um, actually, I drive a box truck, and I just came from a store. I heard you guys talking about this. I come from a store, and the dude's a real prick to his employees. I actually came in one time, and he was yelling at them. Behind the counter, and it was to the point where the girl was about to cry. He was yeah. yelling at her so bad. That never works. Those people steal from you. Those people hate you, and they do whatever they can to make you look bad. I had a guy that worked for me uh, when, I, when I when I drove a forklift. He the uh, inspectors would come, and they would inspect the coffee beans that were stacked up on pallets. And if my boss was a dick to me, I'd wait for the inspectors to like you had to be super clean. I'd wait for the inspectors to come, and as soon as they would pull up in their car, I would take the forklift and I'd dump a whole thing, a whole yeah. pallet over, and then I would just leave it for the for the inspector to find. Don't be a dick to me. Yeah, it'll always come back to bite you in the ass. Thank you, Thamos, for the call. <laughs> uh, Chooch tweeted said that he got sent home a year ago because the boss got beef O'Brady's for lunch, and he chose to get his own lunch. He went and got Subway, so the boss sent him home. Oh Jesus, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Steve and Julie Weintraub here for the Golden Diamond Source. If you're thinking about getting engaged. Golden Diamond Source is your one-stop destination. Shop, compare, and save at the Golden Diamond Source. 3800 Olmerton Road. Or online at goldendiamondsource.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.